Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Colleen, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We have Chelsea Stewart here. She's one of my favorites. I, I mean, she know. She does brilliant marketing. She's great with her clients. Oh my gosh. She's I can't adorable. Wait to get her brain. She's the cutest little pregnant lady I've ever seen ever. Yes. Like she's five weeks from, or four weeks from having this little baby that she's expecting. And you look like you're six weeks pregnant or six months pregnant. Uh, I was I thinking like six I'm weeks. Six months pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you look we'll beautiful. Oh, yeah. Thanks, you look guys. phenomenal. Okay, so I'll talk a little bit about Chelsea. She's from Bozeman. She knows everyone in the area, super well-connected. Started real estate not that long ago and is suddenly just crushing it. Wait, what? You started real estate not that long ago? This is my fourth year in the business, yeah. That's bananas. Yeah, Yeah. she has done so much business. What did you do before? I owned a salon (gasps) in town, which I actually think kind of helped. It just was a really natural transition because you worked with people. Yeah. You worked with people very emotional. Like you, you kind of had to manage emotions in that industry as well. Yeah. And so I think it, real estate has kind of been not that different. Yeah. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. Managing emotions and (laughs) making people feel good about their decisions. And there's a lot of similarities. Sure. Sure. So I haven't, I stopped checking the rankings. Um, Oh, I I can't. (laughs) You are 28th, including Big Sky. (laughs) I stopped hey, I checking the rankings. I but did. You're 28. I just, well, I stopped. I haven't checked them <laughs> Not since. Not in the high 20s. I haven't low checked 20s. them. Well, we have 1,500 realtors. I know. If you're in the top 100, that's amazing. I know. Top 40 is kind of what people say, say are the best. Right, right. And to be 28, and that's a big sky, just throws everything off. Totally. So I don't know where you'd be if we got rid of big sky, but probably in the top 12. That's inc- insane. That's absolutely insane. So is that insane. volume? Is that volume or units? Volume. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That big sky situation just really throws things. It, yeah. It really real. does. Because there's fo- several realtors that just do a handful of transactions that are big. Yeah. Big, big. Right. I mean, that's obvious. And like, if you look at the big sky ones, they'll do like five deals and beat our sales, but yeah. our volume. But okay. Actually. So what, four years ago, never doing real estate, what would be one piece of advice for people to go from zero to one of the top 1% of realtors almost? I would say it's, you know, it's all about the client and about the client experience. And I think that's the one thing that I had from hair was just every deal. It was, especially at the beginning, it was my most important deal because I had no others. Mm-hmm. And just to really make people feel good, enjoy the process, enjoy the situation. And I'm also a really big believer in mentors and coaches. So I've always had a coach in everything yes. I've done. Yes. And so the yes. first thing I did when I got into real estate was hire a coach. Cause I'm like, why would I not hire someone who's already done what I want to do and can help me expedite the process and learn the marketing side of things, learn. It wasn't even about the contractual side of things as much as it was the marketing kind of having a focus, a blueprint to go off of, um, to kind of build my brand and build my name. So who do you coach with? So I've had a lot of different coaches. I started, yeah. So I started out with the Mayshore blueprint. Then I went to Ryan Serhant Mm -hmm. and then Lately, I've been doing the core Mm -hmm. coaching program. So I've kind of dabbled in all of it. And I like different things from each program. And I kind of 
go back and forth and back and forth. So I still have a coach to this day and I probably always will. Yeah. 100%. I mean, you have a strong believer in coaching. Yeah. I have two different, yeah. I have two different coaching um, groups. I'm actually coaching with Arate Syndicate right now too, which Mackenzie Lewandahl just joined uh, Arate as well, which was super fun to get to bounce that off of her. But yeah, I've, I've had coaching since 2018. It's been massive for my business. I commonly get questions from realtors that they're like, do you coach with like Buffini or something like that? Because they can see the model and what it is that we're doing, but it's just flat works. It just works. It's changed your business. And to be honest, there's always differences, mm-hmm. but the main mm-hmm. points are always the same. Yeah. You know, like Ninja, you know, all, mm-hmm. no matter what. And it's, it's not about money. It's no. about the people. Yes, it's about the about, relationships. We talk and about that all the time. That's what it all comes back down to. So like out of all the programs I've, I've hired, the basis is always the same. The marketing might be different. You know, the approach might be different, but at the end of the day, it's always about the people. It is about the people and the, the just simply making people happy, like tending to their needs, making them feel good is very, like you're talking about with hair. It's like this very basic needs that people need to be able to be served. And you don't need to go out and like get Facebook ads or like some sort of marketing. Yes, that's good. And it it shows strength in the market, which we all need. But the real solid source of referrals is just happy clients. Just telling other people like, hey, who did you use for real estate? Oh, I used Chelsea. She was amazing. You know, you should talk to her. She's fantastic. Like that kind of referral, you can't buy that. No, you can't buy that. And that's what you're creating. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what have you found the hardest thing in real estate since you started? Is it different than what you thought? Um, the hardest thing is there's just a lot of competition with other other really good agents. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that there's like some lazy agents, you know, and I think realtors get a bad reputation because, you know, it's a beautiful industry because it can look however you want it to look. But I think people think it's easy. But we have a lot of really good, strong agents who I would even use, like I would use, like I would trust you. So I think it's just, you know, setting yourself apart and just the competition with people who are really good in the industry. And it's a small town and everyone knows a lot of agents. So I think Mm -hmm. that's the hardest part is just, um, but also is keeping the belief that there is enough to go around for everyone because there truly is. We talk about that. There truly is. We don't need to be competing with each other. There is enough to go around. We even though the market is changing, there's still so much happening. And the old rule is, uh, was it 90% or 10% of the top agents do 90% of the work. And yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It's really fun to build those relationships with other agents and work together on deals with them. And we work hard to get deals done together. Exactly. We've done a lot of things like, Hey, I got this coming. What can you do for me? We've done, or yeah, we've gotten a lot. We've done a lot of deals together really percentage wise. Yeah, we have. And it's always really fun. It makes that the transaction so much more enjoyable to have someone you enjoy And even if like shit hits a fan in one of our transactions, it's so much easier to pick up the phone and talk to you and be like, okay, well, how do we figure this out? Totally. That's the way it should be always. It's so surprising to me how many people are not willing to do that or they're just negative, negative about it or instantly just want to blame. And it's like, things go wrong. Things happen you know, there's stuff that comes up, like let's put our heads together and figure it out. Right. And it's amazing to me how many people just get super defensive. And, and like they point fingers. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, something happened that the water line broke at your house. That, I, I, yeah. that was not my fault. You didn't do that? <laughs> I didn't go that over wasn't and turn your on the fault? water that wasn't to kill your the fault? deal. So you're local, like you're local, local. Does that, having that kind of background, does that help you in real estate? Do you feel like because you're the gal that people just know that that's, that that's helped you compared to somebody who's like new in town? Yes and no. Yeah, yes, I think it helps just because I've, I know a lot of people in town. My family knows a lot of people. But coming from hair, it's, I think what's been really another thing that's been hard is having people break that like, 
I no longer do hair. Now I do real estate and build trust in another realm because yeah. they saw me in a one light for so long. You know, I started doing hair here. I owned, opened a salon, owned a salon, sold that. But I think so many people only remember like that Chelsea. So I think finally, I think this being my fourth year, it's kind of broken that barrier for mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I get it. Like you want to, it's the biggest purchase of your life. You want to hire someone who truly knows what they're doing. So it takes time to build that rapport and that trust. Um, but I think it's been good or bad. If someone came in from out of town and they were, they could just say they were a huge agent somewhere else. No one else would know. No right? people knew like what I did and like what I built my career on. So I think yes and no. You know yeah. what you did better than anybody I've seen because you were, you are really known community. You guys have had big businesses here. You owned it so well. You immediately started doing Instagram posts from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, people are like, oh yeah, I remember judging. That. Yeah. But you owned it and you kept true to who you were. You were still had your same personality through it, but giving advice and little pieces of opinion or just new information that you were finding along the way. And you just kept owning it, owning it, owning it. And one thing, uh, Pam, my broker always says is you can't be a secret agent. Just expect everyone to know that you're an agent. You <laughs> threw it out there. That's brilliant. Yeah. And it's, you it's, can't be a secret agent. <laughs> right. <laughs> and just assume someone's going to call you and not know. And the way you done your marketing was just spot on. I love I the video that, that, that you've done. Thanks. Yeah. Thank I mean, the video, don't you love her videos? Oh my gosh. They're so good. Yeah. They're so fantastic. I mean, they have such high energy. That's what I love. I mean, so let's talk about video. Let's talk about video and real estate. I think a lot of people are really nervous about doing video. They're like, oh I'm my terrible God, at I it. don't like my voice. I don't like the way my face looks. Honey, you look like that and you sound like that when you go to Target. So be like, just own it and get over yourself because everybody has issues with doing video. And I don't know about you, but are you like one take wonder? Do you t- do multiple takes or how does that work for you? As long as I say what I need to say, it's a one take because honestly, no one cares. Nobody cares what you no say. No one cares. <laughs> People will watch it. Maybe, maybe they don't. Maybe they watch with the sound off, but they'll watch it and then they'll go on with their day. Yeah. They are not thinking 30 minutes later. I cannot believe she said, no one cares. No you're one so cares. right. And so I think when you just get past that, you're not that big a deal. No yeah. one cares. And to be honest, more than anything else, it keeps you top of mind video, Yeah. anything, anything visual. I mean, you know, this, like you're the queen of, I've been going on walks every morning and I see your, I see like five of your signs along the way. I'm like the other day I saw your truck in someone's driveway, like just seeing your visuals top of mind. So it doesn't have to be with video, but the biggest thing about video is it just keeps you top. It's just in one more place for people to see you. I think that's perfect. I think we're all, you know, we're only thinking about ourselves. We're in our own brain. We think people think about us all the time, but it is so liberating to know they no don't. one gives a shit about you. That is such a freeing feeling. And I remember no one cares. Like you said, no Wait, one cares. No one cares. They don't think about me all the time. No. Right. No. What? <laughs> what? I, I really am passionate about video though, because I know you can do other stuff. And I think that that's great, but I think the level, most people won't do it. Right. And that's the thing that I think separates I the people that do. You should. I you should do it. I know. She it, uh, follow Chelsea on that because she kills it on it. I mean, the level of professionalism of what she looks like and the expertise that she like she's four years in the market. She doesn't look like she's four no. years in the market because of the level of video that she's doing and because of how she's putting and herself out there as the expert. It's more awesome. than that, it's like you said, top of mind awareness. Everyone you know knows you're a realtor. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. There's not going to be anyone, if they're selling a home, they're not going to mention your name at the dinner table. And that's all I wanted when I started. Just, I want them, I want to be a part of the conversation whether I get the call or not. Okay, question for you then. So if you're the gal from in town, everybody knows you're the local gal. How does it work getting business from friends and family? Do you find friends and family to be easy to work for? Do they refer to you or how does that work? Is, is that is that a 
difficult little connection. Again, I think now that I've built the trust and I've built Mm. my brand and people know that like, this is my career, you know, like this is it for Mm -hmm. me. Like I jumped in with both feet. Like I've, I've proven myself. Mm -hmm. I think friends and family, you know, have started referring to me more and people that I never thought would, would come work with me have. Cool. Um, but I would say like, it took time. Mm -hmm. It took time. And like someone once told me like, when I, like I had built a really like lucrative career doing hair. I mean, the only reason I left doing hair is I had nowhere else to go. I was completely booked. Right. I couldn't take any more clients. I had already raised my prices as high as I, you know, I could go in this town and there was just, I was capped out. Sure. And I was like, what's next? I still want to work with people. I still, you know, want to be, I want to be like moving and shaking and that, and hair was a really fast paced industry, but I knew I couldn't just walk away from hair Sure. and I had to straddle the tracks. I didn't tell anyone when I was in real estate that I still did hair, but I told everyone in hair that I was leaving hair for real estate, Sure. but I wasn't, I needed to have the income to put towards my branding in real estate. So, but I didn't, you know, it's like a six month exit strategy. It was like a, all in all, it was cut short by COVID, which was good, kind of good, but all in all, it was probably like a nine month exit. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, and I think so many people think they should just quit their job and I wouldn't advise that, but at the same time, you can only do one thing really well. So have a plan going in. So did you, when you first went into real estate, a lot of times we're seeing, or or kind of going back and forth about whether or not the first step for people getting into real estate is to be an assistant to somebody else. Did you work as an assistant to anybody? I did not only because that's not really my personality. (laughs) Fair, fair. No, totally Um, fair. Me neither. Maybe I should have. Maybe I should have. I think... It also depends. You know, I was in my 30s when I got into real estate. So sure. I also, and I'd always, I don't just, I don't know my own business. Right. I just had never worked for someone else. So it wasn't a natural She fit. don't take dictation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I did not be an <laughs> If I were to be, you know, 23, 24, 25, getting into yeah. the industry, I think you can learn a lot that way. Yeah. So I kind of just think it depends on your personality, like how motivated you are on your own and, you know, how comfortable you feel learning. You well, know. I think somebody would be blessed to get to be your assistant. And She's got a great assistant now Do too. You? Which okay. I feel like has also been a game changer oh. for your numbers go up the way they have. Yeah, she's been a lifesaver. I'm really grateful for her. Yeah, that's amazing because I talk to a lot of realtors because you know one thing that we do well here is is delegating and building out a team and like making sure that you're in your highest and best use. So that's one thing we talk about it a lot. So that's really brave of you because I think there's a lot of really high volume realtors that will not get into hiring anybody to support them. It's like, you're no. never going to grow. You're just going to- You can't gonna... go any farther. You can only work so many hours a week yeah. and things get dropped. You have to have, once you get to a certain point, you have to have some sort of help, you even if it's within to. your own company with a transaction coordinator, but you have to have something. So many don't though. They just hang on to, I do it best. I'm going to be the one that's going to put out my sign, Yep. you know, and it's I'm like, going to be the one to go get it. Exactly. <laughs> like, really? That, I, my dad's my sign guy. He knows because my mom's my assistant. So I have two assistants with my dad. <laughs> I think it depends on your personality. I was talking a lot to my broker about this and she was like, you know, a lot of people, assistants don't last with a lot of people because they're type A and they like to Mm -hmm. micromanage. I am not type A. I am type B, like true and true. Like I am not, like I need someone to be that detailed oriented. I've always had a transaction coordinator. I'm like the people person. Yeah. And so for me, I don't care how she gets it done as long as it's done. Perfect. She has her own systems processes. I'm not one to look over her shoulder. So I just also think it's a personality thing, you know? Mm-hmm. How did you find her? Well, it's kind of a long story. She, 
Long story short, she was a front desk girl at Orange Theory when I worked out there and I just thought cool. she was the cutest thing. Yeah. I think that that's a really great source of really great people. I look for I look for great waitresses and bartenders. Yes. Those are really good people for me to hire. Yeah. yeah. Not it's crazy. funny how similar, Chelsea's the most similar realtor of any realtor I've ever met. We both have a lot of energy. We're always going. You and, have a lot in common. Yeah. yeah. And then also yeah. like, the details of the paper were like, yeah, it'll get done. <laughs> well, 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 but we, I would rather hire someone who loves. Exactly. My mom loves to do the paper that. Yeah. Yes. And I like to be with people showing people. Yep. 100%. So should we talk to him about what might be happening, Jels? Yeah. I mean. Okay. Well, we, we, we haven't really spilled the beans. So one, yeah. I haven't said anything on the podcast. Um, one, we don't really know. And we've heard 20 different stories, but. I mean, but we did get flown to New York. Yeah, so. we went to New York together to talk to a company about doing a show in Bozeman with, yeah, basically a realtor-based show in Bozeman. Selling it's, Yellowstone. It's a little yeah, embarrassing. I know, selling Yellowstone is so embarrassing. <laughs> I think it's a working title still. It was going to be Own the Sky. and yeah. Um, you know what, though? You got to work it. I mean, yep. people really, really loved Yellowstone. Oh, exactly. And so they had a bunch of different ways they were going to go. It was going to be more family-based and more the inside of our lives. Now it sounds like it's going to be really real estate based where we're showing homes and they're calling it like real estate porn, like showing off the, showing <laughs> off the homes and the beauty of Montana. That's but awesome. I, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it will be fun. And it's been picked up by Fox nation and Fox business. Yeah. Is yes, what I understand. And we have 26 episodes, three yep. seasons, but it's been changed so many times. Who yeah. knows what's going to happen? Supposedly they're filming in August, but August yeah, is you're also gonna be like, a new mom. How are you going to handle this? I need to get in shape Shut right up. away. <laughs> I don't know. Just focus on that part of it. She's going to be like Pollyanna. She's going to be breastfeeding with one arm and then writing a contract on the hood of a yeah. car with the other arm. It's going to be really sexy. Whatever be really it sexy. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what comes of it. It's a really fun group. It's a really fun group of women. It's all women, really powerful women. We've interviewed uh, most of them on here, which is really fun. I think fun. you really need a lender on there. That would be fun. <laughs> we could make that, that happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then like, and we, someone would just call and yell at, why is that? No. <laughs> I need my, I need my next television show situation because yeah, the, the other one has, has now sunsetted. So yeah. Did you enjoy doing it? I know it's a lot more yeah. time than. I did enjoy doing it. I did enjoy doing it. I, I definitely would not want my family like that. They were talking about that model. I really didn't like no, that. No, my kids were uh, non-negotiable. Then we yeah. were talking about Tyler when he's not that type of person, but I was, was going to force him. But now I don't think he'll even have to be on it. Yeah. I think the biggest thing about lenders and what it, what was, you know, the result of the, you know, financing the American Dream show on CNBC, um, the problem with it was is that the majority of realtors' personalities, or not realtors, lenders' personalities, there's a good chunk of them don't have much of a personality. You know, they're numbers people. Right, You right. know, they're not, they're not, that's not what they do. And so I, I, I I mean, it was good. It was fine while it lasted. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this one goes. We'll yeah. see. It sounds, I mean, we we were kind of going back and forth on it, whether we wanted to do it, not do it. We have a lot to lose doing it, but kind of like, yeah, whatever. You live once. It's yeah. a good story to tell. Might as well do it. The yeah. only thing that I will say is that the the feedback on from some clients was that they, you are too busy shooting your te television show to have time for me kind of thing. Like, I don't really care if you're on TV. I want you to pay attention to my real estate transaction. And I don't know, some people are going to like it and some people aren't. I think you right. just roll with it. I think like like what Hillary said, all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. You know, just roll with it. I think it'll be good. That's, That'll be fun. I know. Okay, what do you see for the future? Obviously baby happening, but what are your goals for real estate in the future? Um. Yeah, I mean this year, just like in general. I For the next six months next and then the next year. Yeah. And I then just, the next five and, and then, then 20. Next, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yep, that's, Honestly, yep. I, love, I love real estate. It's 
I love it more than I thought I'd love it. I think it's such a fun industry. Um, I love being super involved in it. So yeah. I just think my goal is, I mean, Alicia has inspired me, but I just want to keep growing my team and mm-hmm. keep doing transactions. I don't really have, you know, any desire to go out on my own and open my own brokerage at this point. I like, you know, Mm-mm. you know, I kind of want to be in the midst of it and mm-hmm. working with the clients and just keep growing my team. And yeah, I'm surprised you don't have like an actual number or do you have a while ago? We talked about that. You had, yeah, my, my goal for this year was 40 million. Um, You'll hit that. Yeah. I hope. I mean, it might have shifted a bit, but yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's my goal. It's a big goal. It was, you know, double from last year. So that's so great. Yeah. So I don't know. I just put it out there. But even if, even if I don't hit that, but do close, it's still a good. Colleen know. had a great analogy with set goal setting. Mm. Give her the, how are you like, yeah, if you say you want to make a million dollars and you don't hit it compared to if you said you want to make a hundred, you're, you had, it was a book you gave me the 10 times rule. Oh. So basically if you set a goal and say, cause you, and you want to hit your goal and you feel so bad, you don't make it. And you set a goal. I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, you 10 X everything. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. You make that goal. But let's say you set a goal that you want to make a million dollars and you don't hit it, but you made 800. Wow. It's the whole idea. Like you, if you shoot for the moan, at least you'll end up amongst the stars kind of thing. It's, the, it's that whole analogy. But honestly, you know, if you don't set a measurable goal, like we don't ever end up really getting anywhere. When you are setting goals, do you like compartmentalize it down to, you know, what if, if I want to do 40 million for the year, that means I got to do this much for the month. This is how much I have to like do for the week. Like, do you break it down? Um, you know, I've done the 12 week year mm-hmm. and it's a little too stressful for me yeah. because I'm not a type A person yeah. and I kind of like operate like mm-hmm. in chaos the mm-hmm. best. Same. So it doesn't, I don't, it, it almost gives, I'm not, I'm not an anxious person. I don't feel anxiety on a regular basis. Having those like by this date, you have to do this gives me yeah. anxiety. And then I don't feel like I'm being authentic to myself sure. or to my clients. Cause I'm trying to force something that's like not coming. Sure. So I have my vision board. It's on my, it's on the back screen on my phone. It's on my computer. I see it every day. It's hanging in my bathroom and I have 40 million. I have 60 units. Mm-hmm. I put both on there. Yeah. Um, I put, you know, either would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, so I just see it a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? But for me, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't like breaking it down to like by this point. Cause I feel like those are, if I haven't hit it by there, I'm, I feel like I've already failed for the mm-hmm. year. So for me, mm-hmm. it's more of a big picture number. Sure. Sure. I like that. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I feel the same way too. Sometimes when you, cause like I compartmentalize it down to like, if I need to do a hundred million dollars again this year, like we did last year um, to do a hundred million, then that means that that's like what it's, it, so it's like 20 transactions per, per month which is, you know, five to five transactions per week. So that means we have to have five yeses per week, which is one yes per day. So like, if you didn't get your yesterday, you got to get two tomorrow. So yeah, I mean, I do the same thing. And, and yes, it gives me anxiety, but it's also for me is like a, a measurable, like I know when I got my yes for today, like I can, I can hang it up for today yeah. and it's okay. I can move on. But if I didn't, if I'm, you know, on Thursday, I only have two, I got to hustle. I got to call Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea and be like, what are you working on? Yeah, what are you got going? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't break it down like that, but I think there's value in that. And mm-hmm. just for me, it kind of stresses me out. Too much. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I think in like what you were saying, you're like, you know, doing well in chaos, I think is, is good. And I think, I think um, having something behind you that's, that's driving you, that is something that's put essentially putting, you know, fire to your ass, you know, in order to get you to move forward, I think is good too. So that's amazing. 40 million in this market is going to be, that's a strong goal. 
Yeah. It's a strong goal. goal. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's double from last I know, year. I did 60 million last year and I'm not going to hit that this year. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll get it again. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen this year. Yeah. No, we started out this year as we were going to do $200 million in transactions and it was like, like by February, we're like, so let's reconsider. Yeah, let's yeah. maybe let's maybe just do what we did last year. That's, that would yeah. be really fabulous. That would be a really strong number. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's it's a lofty goal, and my, You'll get my it. coach at the beginning of June was like, "Are you on? Are you halfway there?" And I was like, "Nope." But he's like, "Well, we're halfway through the year. You realize that, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do realize that." So you know, I'm with what I have under contract. We're getting close, but yeah, mm-hmm. it'll just be. Yeah. The world one second. But half even of the year. like you said, even if you don't second exactly half 40 anyways. million. And if yeah. you do 30 million, hell yeah, you're gonna be it's great. Yeah. Like we say, you'll yeah. have food on the table, money. You're gonna be, be you're okay. gonna be okay. Yeah. So what are you seeing? Like what uh, what is your business looking like right now with the market changing? Yeah, the market's definitely shifting. Um now I have everybody who wants to sell. I'm like, where were you six months ago? We could have really used you and no buyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should say no, but very few buyers. So Um, it's definitely shifting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, but again, it's like, I'm trying to tell myself and coach myself. I've been listening to the obstacles away. I love that book, but I'm trying to like the markets between your ears. Mm -hmm. It is what you create it to be because there's a lot that's out of our control, but all I can control right now is my mindset, right? my attitude towards it. Right. Um, and with a baby on the way, I'm like, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe this is markets a gift a little bit. Oh my gosh. Yes. For Put you. the listings up and then have some time to, you, you know, know have a baby, yeah, yeah. you know, have a baby. Yeah. So yeah. We'll Bessie, see. Bessie Hudgens, uh, was writing a contract on her bed as she was having her baby. Oh my gosh. I've heard I'm so like, many stories how like was that. that. I know. Just, I know. Like, oh, it was fine. It was for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, was it fine? Was it fine? <laughs> okay. Well, like in true realtor fashion, Chelsea's busy as she is, has to get to an inspection. Yep. In Livingston. Of course, in Livingston. <laughs> Why not? Thank 85 so miles an hour. Yeah. Thank you so, so thank much. Thank you guys for having me. This is so fun. Oh, thanks yeah, for coming. You're course. wonderful. Well, Hope to chat guys. with you soon. Yes, of course. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate. Mm-hmm.